0: Hi I'm Gordon and I'm Fiona we're from Gate Church International in Dundee Scotland and would like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God as people and his purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. Well good morning church. I'm going to start off with a a little confession, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about when I was young, I was about seven years of age, eight years of age, well actually from the the moment I can remember, I had this outrageous imagination, I thought I could imagine anything, everything that I did, people might say I'm going to sound a little bit unbalanced, maybe a little bit mentally unstable. But no, no, I was a kid and I had this outrageous imagination. I believed anything was possible. When I walked to school, I would imagine myself on a journey. I would walk up the road from my parents' house, we had to walk through a park, I'd walk through the park, I'd had to cross. what would be a busy road nowadays but wasn't such a busy road then i would take a wee winding path and i'd walk to school and each each morning i'd walk to school i loved to walk to school by myself because i would imagine myself on this journey i was crossing the arctic i was climbing mountains i was all sorts of places all across the world massive imagination when i picked up a tennis racket and played tennis with my little buddy i was i was on this court at wimbledon that's what i imagined i was doing when i was uh, little, I used to make little plays up with my friend, um, her dad had multiple sclerosis and was in a, a wheelchair so he couldn't escape from us, so we, we would just make up these little plays and we would do plays upon plays upon plays. So I, just, I just believed anything was possible. And then you get a bit older and, you know, I, I haven't won Wimbledon, <laughs> I haven't even played at Wimbledon, <laughs> been to Wimbledon, but I've not actually, uh, so he picked up a tennis racket in the court. Um, I've taken some amazing journeys, I will be, that's true, but you know, as, as of yet, I've, I've still got to go to the moon. Um, as of yet, I've still got to go to Antarctica. As of yet, I've still got to do quite a lot of those things I imagined as a kid that I could do. I still like to write stories. I still like to make up things. I still like to have a massively creative imagination. I still like to believe that all things are possible. But I also believe that the things that are possible are the things that God's called us to do. That's what, we, that's what we do. So what happens from that kid, that imagination, to that adult? Now, okay, we could be really practical and sensible and say, you know, I had to get a job, I had to earn money, I had to you know, pay my bills, grow up, be sensible. You can't just go off and have this Walter Mitty fantasy life. I, I, I get that. But that spirit within you should still be there. That belief that anything is possible. That, that belief that we can we can achieve anything. Why? Because we believe in God, and it's God that has put that in us. You know, Jesus says, be like a child. Have that belief, that self-belief, that untainted view of life that anything is possible, because we believe in a limitless God. In Job, it says, Job 11, verse 7 to 11, can you fathom or understand the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty. They are higher than the heavens above. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths below. Their measure is longer than the sea. Job also said in Job 36 that, God, I know you can do all things. From the beginning of time, we have had a God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, a limitless God. A limitless God. See, when God took Abraham outside and showed him all the stars and said, Count them if you can, Abraham, this is how I'm going to make your descendants, this numerous. He didn't take him out and show him, See this bush, Abraham, or see this tree, Abraham. See, that's the representation of the sun that you're going to have. And then it'll flower and grow seeds and grow more. He didn't, he didn't just say, One child. I mean, obviously, we know he had one child, and we know generationally how, how that came about. But he said, look at all the stars. This is what you're going to have. God did not limit the vision. God opened up the vision to the unlimitless view of the stars in the universe. And Abraham took that on board eventually, not always at the time. It's also, it might have been easier for Abraham to believe in one child I mean, when God sometimes gives us a vision, and he gives us this unlimited vision, what is our reaction? Wow. That's good. That is good. But it seems a little far-fetched. It seems a little bit beyond my understanding to to deal with. It seems a little bit beyond the possibility of what I can comprehend. Think back to that little girl that I was. When I was playing tennis, I could play at Wimbledon. Okay, I don't have the skills to do that, but the point is the same. I believed at that point in time I could do it. I believe that God wants us to have that faith. When He says, I will do all things, He wants us to believe that He will do all things. And when King Hezekiah was sleeping, God sent an angel to fight his battle for him and killed 185,000 Assyrians. God does massive amounts of things. God protects, God provides, God heals, God restores. And in Malachi 3, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. But the word that God gave me this morning was this, that we have a glass ceiling, that we have a barrier. Now, I know that glass ceiling in the business world used to talk about gender equality, but now it can mean anything that caps. It's an invisible barrier that stops us going any further, and a seemingly unbreakable barrier that holds us back from achieving that glass ceiling. We are here, we are here. We can see where we want to go, but we just can't get there. And I can't actually understand why. How many people have felt like that? I think some of us have prayed that this morning. We've all felt like that. I know where I want to be, but I just can't get there. And yet, God says, "I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. Your descendants will not be destroyed." So why? the glass ceiling. Why do we feel that? You know, sometimes we'll say it's a lack of faith. And I, I, that's, that can be true. But I want to challenge you this morning. Does it not say in the Bible that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain? Can we not manage mustard seed faith? I'm pretty sure we can. I know we can. I know I can. I know you can. So we, it can't always be faith. Because if we had the faith the size of a mustard seed, we'd move a mountain. We know in Hebrews, there's a list of the hall of fame of heroes of the faith. It goes on, it talks about Abraham, it talks about Moses, it talks about all the great guys and gals of the Old Testament. But it ends in chapter 11 with something, these words, God didn't let them receive what they'd promised. Because he had something better for us. God has something better for us. Better than everything in the Old Testament? Because he had Jesus, he speaks of the new covenant. Now I wanna I wanna be a little bit bold here, and I'm gonna say and apologies for the things that I've gonna miss out as I as I go through this, because I will miss out things. It's just a little snapshot. But don't we have an amazing church? don't necessarily mean the building which is almost finished almost finished <laughs> carpet soon <laughs> kind of getting used to the wood now you I mean, save money and just have the. but we have an amazing church because church is not it's we are blessed to have this building we were blessed to go to Gardine and we will be going back to Gardine for Easter Sunday <clears throat> and by faith we'll be going back to Gardine in, in September October time and doing church here Spoiler alert. <laughs> do, you think, do you think we can do it? Are yeah. we we'll up for that? But Easter Sunday going to be awesome in the garden, so we can do that. So we're blessed because the church is not just a building which is a blessing to us, or the garden which is a blessing to us. The church is us, the people. The people are the church. You can take, they always say you can take the person out of Ireland, but you can't take the Irish person out of the person. Well, you can take the people out of the church and you still have the church. <laughs> That's the way it goes. But think about this. By faith... A long time ago, Stuart and Mary Brunton, they had a vision to have a church in Dundee. By faith, this building was purchased. By faith, we've had a school and a skate park. By faith, Gordon and Fiona took on the leadership. By faith, we've been growing our small groups, our kids' church, our worship band, our creativity as a church. By faith, we sent people to love on Dundee. We've had Poland and India and Estonia trips, and I can't remember all the ones that we've had since the time I've been here, but by faith... We believe for funding for this building to improve it. And by faith, we believe for funding to influence the community. And we've got it. By faith, we went to Gardine and we loved it. And God moved in a spectacular way. By faith, we have planted. By faith, we have sent out. By faith, we have believed. By faith, we'll take our next step. But sometimes we can feel frustrated. And I say this not... as a a down on the church or any of these types of things, but I say this, sometimes we feel frustrated. We're not getting all that God wants us for because we feel like we've hit the glass ceiling. It's like we've gone so far. Is it wrong to want more? Absolutely not. How often we sing, Lord, more God, more of you, more of you, put our hands up. So it's not wrong to want that that more that God has promised for us. It's not wrong to want to push through and break that grass ceiling. But sometimes, do you know, I've heard this truth that God, slightly untruth, that God won't give you more than you can cope with. But I want to say this, God will help us handle all that we have been given. God doesn't, is a limitless God. You know, he doesn't go... Quite like that church in Dundee. It's pretty they're doing good. He probably does, but you don't go, mm. Yeah, I know. You can't use those seats upstairs because well, you know, they've not passed health and safety because we haven't got a wee barrier yet. That's okay. I'll just limit them to the pews that they've got. No, I don't believe God's saying that. I believe that God's saying he wants this building filled. He wants a little glass protector up there so we don't have anybody falling over the barriers, <laughs> so that people can be sitting in those seats. I believe he wants every seat in the garden filled. I believe he wants every seat in every church building in this city filled. Because God was a limitless God. He doesn't stop thinking this is enough. This is good enough for us as a church. And it's not that we don't try or we don't want to, but somehow I think in this world today we have got this spiritual glass ceiling that we need to break through. I believe also we can create our own glass ceilings. We can open ourselves up to sin. We can take on rejection, we can speak negativity over us, we can operate outside of unity, we can have unbelief, we can do so many things. I'm sure in your own life now, you could probably sit and think of the times where you've limited yourself. But I also believe that God said to me, there's a spiritual glass ceiling, and that God wants to break it today, and we can smash through its unlimited powers. Because, you see, God is a God of the miracles. I love that um, Ross said that this morning. He's actually, he also read out the verse in Hebrews that I've got coming up on my plate. Plate? iPad. (laughs) I eat off my iPad. Yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) Um, And it's true that there is that almost cohesiveness when God says something, when you see the person who's chairing saying one of the words, when you hear the songs, this we know, We can make the enemy run. We can do it. This is a God word today. This is not a Jill Ellis word. This is a God word. And I'm speaking it to myself as much as anybody else. Because I know that I've put a glass ceiling on things. I know I've looked and got frustrated and said, Why God, why? Why am I not seeing this? Why am I not feeling this? Why? I'm doing all the things that you said I should do, and I'm still not seeing it. And sometimes God will take you, And he'll take you by the little ear, (laughs) almost metaphorically twist your little ear up and go, listen, you need to sort out this, you need to sort out that, and you need to sort out that. But sometimes we do that, and we still say, why, God, why? Why am I not seeing 300 people flocking into this church on a Sunday morning? Why am I not seeing Dundee changed and raised up for Christ? I don't know, but I do believe that God says he's, he's still the same God. We've had prophecies of growth, We've had prophecies of healing wells, we've had prophecies of two amazing miracles, we've had prophecies of church plants and we've prophecies of creativity being released, we've had prophecies of what this church is going to do. Now I know that in everything there is God's timing, I'm not talking about forcing or making something happen like Abraham and Ishmael, I'm not saying that, but I'm actually believing that we are in the season of these prophecies being filled. I believe that we are in the season of breaking this glass ceiling. I believe that we're in a season that God has said, we will have, we will see, you will do. And I believe that as we are a church this morning, we are a church that is going to see a church of the miraculous. We are a church that has seen healing, but it's going to see more healing. We are a church that is going to see amazing creativity. In fact, One person came up to us this morning and said they're going to release themselves over the summer to to work as an intern for creativity in this church. You know, God is bringing people to answer the things that he's actually spoken. When God says he does, you know, this is not like like me saying to Tegan, who's not here this morning so I can speak better, Tegan, you're going to go and tidy your room? Yes, mum. Half an hour later, go up to Tegan's room. She's on her iPad, as children tend to be these days. And, Tegan, is this room tidy? Ah, I'm getting to it. (laughs) Half an hour later. Tegan, have you tidied your room yet? (sighs) do I have to? Yeah, you have to tidy your room. Her sisters are getting frustrated, I'm getting frustrated. Tegan, could you just tidy your room? (sighs) You said you'd do it, now go and do it. If you're not gonna do it, at least give me the honor of saying I'm not gonna do it, (laughs) Mum. You said you'd do it, go and do it. Mm, God's not like that. When God doesn't come in with procrastination, sit on his iPad thinking, yeah, I know I said I'd do that for the church, the Gate Church International, but I'll get to it when I've dealt with this over here and that over there. Now he says he's going to do. This we know. This we know. He ain't lying. It says in Hebrews, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run the perseverance race that God marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Let us throw off everything that hinders us. Let us throw off what the world says that hinders us. The church is dead. (laughs) That's what they say in the world. There's no place for the church anymore. There's no place for Jesus in this world. Let's just throw that off. We agree that. Let's throw off the sin in our lives. Let's throw off our unbelief. Let's throw off our, it's for a different generation. It's for a a different time. Let's throw off the things that hinder us. You know, if you were getting on a race, people often challenged, going on races, they often take a lot of heavier weights with them so they can train, so that when they take off the the weights, they actually can run faster because they've actually lost the weight. Do you know, we're done training, and I don't say that flippantly. God will continue to help us learn. God will continue to help us grow, but God says, get rid of the training wheels. (laughs) Chuck off what's hindering you and get running, get racing, get going forward. Run with perseverance. What does perseverance mean? It means keep going. It means just force on through. It means don't give up. It's actually quite hard to persevere. As humans, we're not that great at it. Sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where we just think, enough is enough, I'm going to stop now. This has not worked, this has not happened how i expected it to be. This is too much effort, this is too much difficulty. Jesus didn't promise an easy journey. You see, right back at the very start, when I was wandering through my paths on the way to school and thinking about what I was going to do, I believe that God was training me for who I would become as an adult. Seems a bit of a strange thing to say, but God has given me a gift of seeing a, a way through things sometimes where nobody else can see a way through. Sometimes I've had an opportunity to prophesy into situations for people to see a way through. But I believe it was like God said, I've given you an imagination to understand. I've given you an imagination to create. I've given you this, you know, start using it in your adult life. And I believe it's the same for everybody. God takes us on a journey. He doesn't take us on a journey without giving us the blueprint of how to get there. He maybe doesn't, tell us everything in advance. Like, you know when you go on your phone now and you go, go into, I don't know, Manchester? And you push Manchester on your, your Google Maps on your phone and it says start directions and you can scroll through and you can see what you're going to do. You're going to come off at this point, you're going to come off at that point. Before we had sat-navs and you got into a car, you just used to drive and then there would be a sign and it would say left and you would go left and then you would drive and there would be another sign and you would go right. That's how, that's how it was. That's how how we followed stuff. We didn't necessarily exactly know at 17.6 minutes into our journey we would be turning left onto the A9 (laughs) or 13.5 minutes after that we would be stopping at the service station and we would need to refuel. We just got in our car, knew that Manchester was south of Scotland and we drove. That's what we did. I believe that God is saying to us, get in your car Stop worrying about the fact you don't have a satnav blueprint. When you get to the junction, I'll tell you where to go. I will be your signpost. I will show your opportunity. Because God says when we fix our eyes on him, he is with us. When it says a pioneer, Jesus is a pioneer because he's with us at the beginning and he's also perfectly with us at the end. But he's also with us in the middle. Jesus is the best satnav you can get. He's not going to point you on a drone, take you up a little path, when you suddenly think, who's been in a car when they've gone up a path, and it suddenly has got like grass up the middle, and it says, turn left at the end of this junction, and you're like, mm, <laughs> this is not an A road, <laughs> it's not a B road, it's not even a road, okay, I'm following you, Sat Nav, and then you realize that if you'd actually just kept on going where you were, <laughs> but somehow it feels it's taking you off on a different journey, God, God's going to give us the right directions for the place that we wanted to go, and yeah, occasionally we end up in, in, in some grassy areas, but he's going to get us to the point. God has no limits for us he's got no limits for the love of his people he won't limit us to not reach a city he won't limit us to not reach a nation he won't limit us in our calling he won't limit us limit us in our visions he won't limit us in our dreams he's a limitless God he's a God who sees beyond what we can see he's a God who sees potential Jesus started out turning water into wine and then towards the end of his miracles, he was raising Lazarus from the dead. You know, it's a journey of like a simple miracle, theoretically, I suppose, to a big, I can't turn this water into wine. I wish I could, but I can't. But Jesus showed us the blueprint of what was possible. Jesus showed us that all things are possible. It's the same God. I believe we are in a new season. I truly believe that we have opportunity. I truly believe we're ready for multiplication. I truly believe that we're ready to break the invisible barrier that's capping us as a people in our everyday lives that maybe is capping us as a church. I totally believe that this morning, that God's going to do something miraculous. And what I want us to do is I want us to actually spend some time in ministry this morning. Because I want us to pray through that glass ceiling. I want us to pray through breaking that cap. I want us, to, I'm going to ask the band to come back up on stage in a second. That's for noise, fine. I want us to see in our own lives what's, what's been our glass ceiling and pray and to go through it. And don't forget, your glass ceiling may be an invisible barrier. You may not be able to put your finger on it. You may not know what it is. That's the whole, it's the, 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 the term glass ceiling meant I don't understand why I'm not getting to where I want to be because there's no reason that I shouldn't be. <laughs> That's what we want to break this morning. That spiritual glass ceiling, that spiritual cap that has come over possibly you and your lives, possibly us as a church, and actually break it. So, more than we come back to stage. What I've done this morning... I want to metaphorically break some glass. (laughs) Now, of course, I can't do that in church because the trustees would kill me for the health and safety breach that that would be. So I've got some ice (laughs) which are frozen and I'm hoping it's actually going to break. But I want to do it. I want to do that as a symbol of what we're actually doing as a church as we worship. I want to actually use that to say we are breaking the glass ceiling on this church. We're going to see a breakout of growth, of multiplication. We're going to see these prophecies come to pass. We're going to see ourselves going to gardine and there's going to be people queued out the door because they can't get in. So we're going to have to give up our seats because the unbelievers can't get in. I want to see us planting our churches like Gordon has, has, has dreamt that we've had prophesied over us. I want to see, by faith, us moving into new situations in this city, into new areas in this city. I want to see the limitless power of God over each and every one of us. And over this church so i'm just gonna ask us as a church to stand this is quite cold <laughs> father god this morning lord we declare that we want to break that glass ceiling father we want to punch through into the next season Father, we want to break off all shackles, all limitations, all words of negativity that have been spoken against us. Father, we want to break off the words of the world against us, that the church cannot succeed, that the church is a dying out thing. Father, I just want to declare, Lord, that we are following in your your paths. Lord, we're following the journey that you've got for us, Lord. We call back those that we have lost, Father, from this church, Lord. Father, I pray you would bring the prodigals back, God. But Father, I pray, Lord, you bring new people in. Father God, I declare that the glass ceiling of limited numbers, Father, we just break that, Father. We just declare, Lord, that we break in faith to growth. Father, thank you, God, that you've given us these prophecies. Father, break off the glass ceiling that has capped the things that we wish to do. Father, I pray, Lord, you break off any glass ceiling over the leadership of this church, Father, over the small group leaders, Father, of any of us in this church, God, where we have just this invisible barrier that stops us reaching our potential, God. And I declare, Lord, this morning, Lord, that as we start to worship, Father, we will see punching through that glass ceiling. Father, as I break this bit of glass metaphorical glass this morning, Father. I declare, Lord, that you uh, take that moment to break the glass ceiling of this church. So I'd like us to worship for a moment. If you feel that you've had a glass ceiling over your house, I just or your, over your life, over your over the things that you're doing. I want you just to come out this morning. I want you to raise your hands. I just want you to worship because the way we punch through that ceiling is that we worship the living God. The way we punch through into the next season in our lives is we worship. We know God, we love God, he's spoken over us. Now's the time for us to see the miraculous happen in this city and in our lives. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. amen.